Welcome to Tao Wisdom, your podcast for deep soul healing and soul growth. I'm providing you here with insights from the Akashic Records and ancient and galactic healing modalities so that you can step into the full expression of your original soul blueprint. Join me in reclaiming your power. everybody thanks for listening thanks for those who are back for listening thanks for those who are new to my podcast and today I would like to take you on an exploration to talk about the divine mother the mother God aspect of God the creator Sana source now I just came back from Sardinia um, where I spent the last 10 days really immersing myself in the ancient civilizations there that worship the Divine Mother and in the water codes and in the sites and I just opened also the container of Sardinia, the Akashic Records for this podcast and there is so much, so much <laughs> I want to share with you about this I literally just landed <laughs> and I have one hour until I pick up my kids from school um, but I thought I everything is so fresh in my soul and my mind that I want to put this together for you right now and before we start um, just to mention that Kaylee my dear soul sister Kaylee and me are having a live class six weeks long class to teach the akashic records if you are being called to this work if you want to discover your own intuition if you want to talk to your guides discover your own messages if you want to receive healing if you want to discover the amazing places within the akashic records the healing temples the codes for you the frequencies the upgrades we would love to have you in our course, in our container. We are really excited to give this class. We are really excited to do this in a group setting, to come together with like-minded souls, to discover the records together, to receive the codes um, together. This is a very special class. We've prepared a lot of different tools for people from meditations that enable you to access certain brain waves to a workbook with a lot of information on how you can access the Akashic Records, to um, healing sessions of Reiki and sound baths, um, group readings, exchanges of each other. So it's a, it's a very hands-on class. We are very excited. <laughs> you can find out more about it on my website, tarwisdom.net. We start in one and a half weeks, I think, <laughs> 18 October. Still time to sign up and join us. It's going to be magical and fun. And now on to Sardinia. And let me actually open also, I already opened four records <laughs> for this podcast. I'm just going to open one more record on the ancient civilization that I'm going to talk about. The Nurak civilization. So just one second. 
records on her open as well. So I'm speaking from my soul memories. Now, the Divine Mother is such an important concept and aspect, especially for us here living on planet Earth on Terra. Um, because firstly, we are so used to see God, Source, the Creator, very much as a masculine entity. And that impression is pretty much shaped by religion, but also by the representations of God we are seeing in images, but as well as in male priests, right? Um, male representatives in the churches. And so often, I think, for us, the divine is very much only um, connected to something A, that is outside of us, but also something that has a male attribute and also something, and even the information from the sky, the, the connection to the universe, um, to our soul parts there, seems just very masculine and in some way there is a masculine element in here but when we look at source it's sana obviously that is oneness and then oneness in our universe is made up of polarity so oneness splits into yin and yang into plus minus into male and female and so there is an aspect of oneness of source that is masculine and there's an aspect that is feminine and both of these aspects when we um, cultivate our relationship to source and to our own divinity and to ourselves, to our own soul and to our life itself to spirituality both of these aspects are very important to honor to celebrate and to um, embody in certain ways, but to also in, in a way to worship really. And when you look at our planet, planet Earth, Terra, on a vibrational level, planet Earth very much represents the feminine aspect, divine mother aspect of God. And that's why also our planet is so... Um, popular. It is very popular in the Milky Way, in the solar system. It holds a very special position there. So many souls that want to incarnate here. So many even civilizations um, that are living here currently and that have come here in the past. Civilization from different planets. Very. We are such a mix of DNA. We are such a wow. It's a um, it's incredible it's really incredible and while we are now in the process of opening ourselves up more to actually even um, recognizing that there are other civilizations on this planet as well as in the past have been here um, we are coming back into connecting back also to the essence of earth and earth is so feminine she is literally she represents fertility right this planet is god in eden 
it is the breeding ground for so so many uh, different beings elementals um, nature animals um, humans etc etc she is just i mean she's such an expression of fertility and also of mothering of um, abundance and giving and even not just giving but also receiving and you can see this so much in um, nature in on earth there is so much creativity in nature itself there's so much beauty it is incredible it is incredible and um, this connection to earth to mother earth to the divine mother is very important for us because the human is in between heaven and earth and so spirituality for us means yes connecting to heaven but it also means connecting to earth to the divine mother aspect in that sense that earth is representing for us and really grounding into earth and engaging in practices that are connecting us to nurturing that are connecting us to community that connecting us to uh, fertility that connecting us to earth to the soil itself to seeds um, to um, the womb to water i'm going to talk about water here it's um water is so important in this aspect we are a water planet and water is yin water is so feminine in nature and connecting us back to those elements to honoring that part of source that part of divinity and we have a little bit lost that aspect um, as part of the spirituality throughout you know the thousands and thousands of years that humanity is developing and it's time for us to reconnect really to the divine mother within us but also as part of spirituality so i want to tell you a, bit, a little bit more about the civilization that lived on um, ancient sardinia so sardinia is an island in the mediterranean italian now it's italian italian island and um, they had the civilization that they called the nurak and they lived um, well according to the books <laughs> roughly between three two three thousand bc to yeah zero sort of uh, christ they have though many ancient sites that are dating back even further than that they're dating back to 5000 bc and this civilization is very interesting and you can feel this energy so much on sardinia because they worship the divine mother in uh, such a large extent and when you arrive on sardinia you will feel this very soft energy there and it's different like i've been many many times to mainland italy and um, felt energy there and then obviously you also have the vatican and the influence of the well more uh, patriarchal setting there but when you come to sardinia you feel the energy is very different it's 
very soft, very creative, very feminine, very embracing. Um, there's um, so many themes around water, around fertility, around creation, creativity. It is a beautiful place, a beautiful place to visit um, for spiritual travel. It's been, it's kind of been known for beaches, <laughs> but in the last years, it's coming. Uh, the ancient sites sort of been rediscovered, and there are more and more tourists that are visiting those ancient sites. It's also part of the five blue zones on Earth, where you have a very um, old um, where people t uh, turn very old <laughs> so you have the theme of longevity and that's very interesting I'm gonna talk at the end a bit about that and also gonna channel from the Divine Mother herself for you from the Akashic Records so I went there with a spiritual group and we went to tons of ancient sites there is a lot of different ancient sites from the civilization there and we uh, meditated there, we, which was absolutely incredible. We sang, we chanted, um, really connected deeply to the soil, to the sites, also to the water. I knew some people from this group. I knew the organizers. I went with them to Egypt. So it was for me beautiful, really familiar people, people that I know from past lives to go with them there. Um, and to also bring those sites back alive and then for me I literally <laughs> blasted to so many Akashic Records there I just um, opened Akashic Records on all of the sites um, I really connected I got the message before before I went there to really start connecting to read the records from the stones and even the soil, everything is conscious. You can read the records from trees, from water, from stones, um, from anything really. And that is super interesting because of course uh, these um, structures hold so much knowledge, especially when you read the records of trees. It's, wow, it is wow. <laughs> I love to read. Uh, one of my favorite things is like, yeah, reading the records of the trees and then how they connect to the records of Mother Earth and such a wisdom, such a wisdom. But also obviously these stones and these ancient sites are full of magic for us and full of energy really. So this civilization lived in the Bronze Age and interestingly, they were very skilled at metal extraction, especially silver and then also producing um, metal items. Now, they worshipped, and you can see this in their different ancient sites, they worshipped the male uh, and female aspect of divinity. So the sun was seen more as the male aspect, the moon, the water as the female aspect, and they especially worshipped fertility a lot. And they had a whole cult of water. Now, water is so important on this planet. Water holds the frequency here of healing, of love, and of creation. And water is yin, feminine in nature. So you will find on Sardinia a lot of wells, holy wells. And around they build temples. And how they build their architecture is so interesting because they really used within their architecture um, 
well, geometry really, to emphasize the qualities and the energy of the water. So around the wells, you will find, and also in their um, temples, the ancient sites, you will find always a round structure, but then you will also find sort of round structure standing again for the yin element, for the water, for the softness, for the divine mother. And then you'll find the triangle structure, the pyramid structure standing for aid for Trinity, Holy Trinity, bringing creation together. Creation cannot happen without polarity, without Trinity. Creation is literally yin and yang, like it's oneness, sana, the creator is splitting off in yin and yang and then creating from there. So polarity is important in our universe and recognizing polarity within us as well as simply recognizing the polarity we live in and accepting polarity is is super important. The light and the shadows are super important. Now, they had these uh, pyramid structures and then um, sort of surrounded by the round structures. So really bringing the frequency also from heaven, divine, light codes, bringing light in. A lot of their temples were also oriented towards the solstice. Again, very important um, orientations. Um, I will, yes, come on, come back a little bit later to what they call the giant tombs. So when you orient something towards the solstice, you're creating a golden mean ratio. And that means this place can be used for time travel, astral travel. This place can be used for portals. This place can be also used for fertility. Literally bringing in divine frequency, divine light, and then fertilizing the seed, the soil. And that was obviously also important for these civilizations. Fertile land was important. The clean water for us also. Water is such a it also holds memories actually water i mean open the akashic records of water it, it is incredible as well it holds memories it holds um sacred crystal geometry structures we are <laughs> primarily water um so it's a flow of life really and by building these structures around water and then also orientating them towards the ley lines and towards um, important astrological planets towards the sky they um, literally made sure that the water was of the highest quality in a way that the water was touched by divine spark divine light divine source codes and that water can be therefore fertile can be healing can be beneficial for us we know in our world a lot of our water is polluted and it's very 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 important to work with the water if you look at mary magdalene and yeshua they always worked with water they put a lot of also prayers and blessings on water and light codes and uh, even information for well civilizations coming after them for um the ascension process that we are in now and so when you you can also really actively engage with water and bless the water you are drinking um be aware 
of the water you're using like communicate with the waters around you things like that now what also comes to mind in these a lot of their sacred sites is the second chakra so the chakra really of again this is the chakra of source energy this is your womb this is the hara this is where we say in chinese medicine the dna is um, stored energetically in like the kidney area this is the jing what you're getting from your ancestors this is literally this is your life force and so a lot of the ancient sites are very stimulating. They were stimulating the heart through the ceremonies they were holding there, but then they were stimulating especially the abilities of the second chakra. So again, topics like fertility, right? Topics like passion, creativity, um, love of life, like real love of life. And you will feel this on this island. Um, People A live very long, <laughs> but B also um, there there is a certain love of life and appreciation for each other and community and passion and there's a lot of creativity also there like in how they create the products they having how they paint their houses like um, little things you know they they put on their houses to make it look beautiful. There are a lot of these elements there and this is because the second chakra is so activated um, through these ancient sites through Sardinia. Now they had a couple of holy animals and these are animals are really interesting. One is the bull and we find the bull, the horns, we find the horns back in also Egypt for instance in when you look at the Hathors. Or Hathor, she also has these horns and they generally also stand, I believe, for um, the male aspect of fertility, the semen. And then you find back the dove and the dove we also have in Christianity. The dove is the Holy Spirit. The dove represents the Messiah. Yeshua, the dove represents like peace between God and humans. It's a very peaceful animal. And on um, through their ancient sites, they combined, so they had this whole cult of water, and then also you will find these temples where they came together. And in the middle, you'll find uh, places where they were working with fire, with the fire energy. So really, again, bringing the elements together. This was, um, they really honored what was also on earth. So the ancient sites, they are oriented towards the sky, towards like the solstice, uh, towards the sun with the solstice, but then also towards the equinox, etc. But then they also honored the elements that we have here on earth from the divine mother. So like the fire, the water, air, etc. And a lot of their um, structures were built around these temple structures. So you had... Um, sort of what they called Nuragi, which is, um, well, nowadays they're saying it's a fortress, but it wasn't really a fortress. It was more like a community building that when you go in there, you will find um, very high level of energy in there. And interestingly, there's a lot of important crossings of ley lines on Sardinia. 
there is a spot where five ley lines cross which is like there's only one other spot in whole of europe which is in the uk i believe either in uk or in ireland uh where so many ley lines cross and they had thousands they had thousands of these buildings nuarchies and we also measured the energy and I believe most of them are standing on crossing of ley lines. And the crossing of ley lines is very important energetic points because this is where the energy comes together and where the energy is heightened. And on these points, you are therefore then um, in an easier way connect to the divine. You can easier meditate, you can easier heal, you can easier manifest. You're just basically in a higher frequency than if you were on a different point. And I believe they built, like, if you think about this, Sardinia is a small island. <laughs> it's the size of Wales. They built these um, sacred sites, these little community temples, on these crossings of the ley lines. And that is also to preserve Earth's own grid lines. So Earth, as the Divine Mother, she has her own energetic lines. Like we have as humans, right? We have the meridians and the nadis and we have the chakra. So Earth has two. And her lines, her own crit lines, really preserve this template of the divine mother, the feminine. And um, this template was also very much attacked throughout history in the universe because we had a whole history of the dark mother and i'm not going to go in this podcast into the dark mother because um i'm going to go on with some podcasts into this because there's so much programming that especially women but men hold as well around um, the dark mother and the wars that have been happening the orion war that were caused sort of by the dark mother energies and there's a lot of well thought concepts that we are holding around um, how we treat our children, how we view um, having children, how women are scared of being mothers, um, how it can happen on our planet that we hurt our children, that we sexually abuse our children, that we, that we, because a child is the most holy. So if you think about creation, you have oneness, splitting off into yin and yang and then the creation of this of this polarity is the child and the child is the most holy thing like there is this record this akashic record called i think the holy child and when you go into this it's like it is incredible because you will feel how sacred how sacred creation is and how sacred therefore children are and then you think about how we treat children and how, have we, and how we have treated children. Um, and that can only stem from us being so disconnected from especially the concept of the Divine Mother. Also the concept of the Divine Father because the Father is usually the one who should be nurturing towards a child, who should uh, believe and have trust in the child and who should really show the child how they can go out in the world and become themselves but the divine, the divine mother is the nurturing aspect of that child she is the womb and she is the yin and without i mean generally you yin and yang are equal like the egg and semen are equal but um creation cannot happen 
belly without the egg, without the womb. That is the yin is almost more quintessential than the yang. You cannot have creation without the yang. But the yin is really the foundation. It's like the yin, the womb, the spark comes in, the yang, right? But the foundation is the yin. So the foundation is the divine mother concept that really, and you will find this also in the creator and source, this endless love for its own creation and this endless compassion and this endless nurturing energy that just actually wants for creation to thrive and to um, live in this infinite state of beauty in a way and so through the history of the dark matter and the wars in the universe we have lost so much connection to this divine mother principle and therefore then also there are so many negative things that have happened to children on us and coming back now <laughs> i was like where is it going from i was coming from the earth's crit lines so the earth crit lines her own crit lines because earth is so feminine in nature so divine mother in nature she is preserving this principle on this planet her crit lines are the way for us to connect to the divine mother energy and therefore also you have these sacred sites of the nurak civilization who were really worshiping the divine mother that are on Earth's quit lines, and that are when you have so Earth's quit lines are uh, kept in place, protected by certain structures. I would say they are protected by um, trees. They are protected also by uh, mountains. They are protected by elemental beings. You will find. I mean, this is incredible, Ansidinia. Um, when you connect to the energy, meditate at these places, you all of a sudden will realize how many elemental beings are in the nature. And they're protecting Earth's court lines too, because they are of her. They're really such a, the elementals, the fairies, etc. They are such a inherent um, um, product of Earth herself in a way. So and in the end humans we are here to protect mother earth we are here as her caretaker we are here as her gardener i've channeled on this in one of the podcasts like um we are the gardener of mother earth of garden eden and so for us you know building these structures and really making sure the energy is preserved and then through ceremony because these structures really come alive with ceremony yes there is like when you build a structure on these ley line crossings of mother earth you make sure the ley lines itself are staying in place and they are protected but then you have to um, take care of the place it's the same with portals models on our planet are usually there is beings that are taking care of the portals and a lot of portals are actually um, I know this sounds weird but dragons are sort of taking care of a lot of portals <laughs> And um, if you <laughs> if you never listened to my podcast before, welcome to the world of magic. But um, yeah, once you connect to all the entities on this planet, you'll recognize that there is dragon energy and a lot of dragons are looking after portals. Um, but there's also other like physical structures that are looking after portals. And so these sites that the Nuragis built, 
again, they're looking after divine feminine energy and they come alive when people actually, then when humans, right? We humans do something in these ancient sites. So we meditate there. This is what really strengthens Earth's mother quit lines as well. This is where we come in symbiosis, in exchange of her, where we really connect to her, to her spirit, to the divine mother architecture of this universe is by going to these sites and not just when I looked into the Akashic records, they not just uh, meditated there. So they always had all of these um, Nuragi's uh, little pots of civilizations. They had a priest and a priestess and um, they were facilitating the ceremonies, but they were not just meditating. They were actually really chanting and singing and also dancing. Very, very important. For especially for earth divine feminine energy right like that this is like when you look at Hathor for instance she's also such a representation Hathor is an Egyptian goddess she's such a representation of the feminine and she is associated with music and with singing and dancing and that is so important and we in one of the Nuragis um, we sang together and you could so feel oh my god we sang in light language like it was like it was beyond <laughs> It was absolutely beyond. And even like the other uh, lady that was in our group, I just, when she sang, I was like, oh my God, I know her. I, I know her light language. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it was so activating. And it was literally, and it was so also interesting. She sang also with her partner and he had a much more shamanic light language. And this combination of the yin and yang, the man and women singing together, sacred right they were singing they didn't know about this but they were singing light language so they were singing sacred uh vowels it brought the place alive and she was even saying to me afterwards like i felt the place came alive and i felt it too i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like oh my god as if you've woken up something you know and that was what the civilization did they, they made sure that um mother earth sleigh line are protected and that they, by having those ceremonies and also having, I mean, in the communal sort of temple building, they also engaged in fertility ceremonies and sacred, um, well, how do you call this even? <laughs> sacred conception, call it that way, sacred conception for at least the priest and priestess, um, et cetera. So they really made sure um, that the energy is being um, honored and the frequency of the Divine Mother is being honored. And then around the community building, you usually had um, their houses and then you also had the sacred wells and you even had bigger ba uh, basins like where they could really bathe in the sacred wells. And then you had also other temples and they also um, did give offers and then they had something very interesting the tomb of the giants so we have to talk about <laughs> these two because these are different aspects of honoring the divine mother right it's about um, coming together as community in temples honoring the elements like including fire honoring water uh, bringing in the light codes from the sky from the stars from the sun from other planets um, having fertility ceremonies, singing, dancing, chanting, etc. 
And before we go into the giant craves, actually, there is also a connection here in Sardinia to Atlantis. And there's the water in Sardinia holds a lot of codes. Um, and interestingly, a lot of their, the stones they're using for their sacred sites, a lot of the stones have crystals in them. And there was something I channeled in the records about Atlantis. First of all, the water in Atlantis was also very important. And in the main city of Atlantis, it was built in this way, a little bit like Amsterdam, you know, with the canals. So um, the architecture was basically with the water and the rings was created in such a sacred geometry again, that you are really um, centralizing energy. And then they had these massive crystals that powered up pyramids. So pyramids are really, pyramids were used for many different play, uh, functions, but they are also places for energy creation, like literally energy that can power up entire cities. And then there are places for us, uh, for travel to other, for portals, for other civilizations, astral travel, all kind of things. But these massive crystals from Atlantis, when Atlantis went down, um, some of these crystals stayed on Earth and parts of these crystals. And I almost felt with Sardinia that um, there is an element there with the water and the crystal technology. The, the crystal technology from Atlantis was very advanced. You have to recognize that spirituality is a science. It's not just the little crystals we buy and we use here and there. No, this is about science. This is about creating energy, like literally, you know, like how do you create energy power using crystal technology? How do you um, anchor frequencies, frequencies of healing? How do you fertilize seeds? How do you uh, create immortality? longevity how do you basically stop aging or reverse aging or a slow down aging how do you create sacred with sacred geometry ancient sites that allow for a soul to travel on to literally become a star in the next incarnation and to pass by bardo which is the state after death and to not be pulled back into planet earth for karmic reincarnation no, but to go on, how do you create stargates? You know, this is really, spirituality is science. It's science. And Atlantis, that civilization, was extremely scientific. This was what they were studying. This was so much more advanced than anything we are knowing and studying this day. And I really hope science is going to come back into spirituality. It is really needed that we become... Uh, a little bit grounded, <laughs> a little bit scientific about spirituality because this is where the real, how do you say this, the real truth lies. This is where we crack the codes of creation. How do you create anything for matter? Like also their structures, they were built with these massive stones, uh, no cement. Nobody knows to the state how the Nuragi or the Nurag civilization of Sardinia built these structures. Nobody can explain this a little bit like the pyramids. And there again, you come into science. How do you move matter without physical force? 
how do you create structures of stones that perfectly fit together without glue, without cement, and still standing literally 4,000 to 5,000 years after? How do you do that? It's science, it's science. So for me, that's exciting to really uncover in the years to come, like the real scientific side of these ancient sites. And then also like their, especially their orientation towards the stars and towards certain events, right? Solstice, equinox, etc. Like what exactly then happens? So coming back to the crystal technology, you will find that somehow this civilization preserved part of, I don't know, like the the frequency of the crystals from Atlantis there or, or use it to preserve the ley lines there, um, the, the divine mother architecture that it's then basically frequency-wise going into the rest of the world, right? And when you look at the grid lines, the frequencies that we are impacted by. We are impacted by the grid lines. So you have Mother Earth, she has her own grid lines, her own meridian system, um, which represents the divine mother aspect. Then you have the influence from the cosmos. And these are literally frequencies, grid lines that are coming in uh, from other solar systems that are coming in from the sun, but also further from other solar systems. And they are only active at certain times in the evolution of planet Earth because they literally bring frequencies. You could see this as the father aspect from the universe. They bring in frequency that help with the evolutionary process of Earth itself. Because Earth itself, as we humans, we go through these periods of being really connected to the divine, which where you're going into operating from the left and right brain at the same time, um, to periods where we are totally disconnected, where there is a veil, where we do not understand we have a soul, where we just think we are a piece of bones and flesh, and we die, and that's it. <laughs> so... We are going, like Earth is going through these processes and now as we are ascending again, these what they call the dragon lines and I've talked about this and you can read about this from um, Rory Duff. He done a lot of research into this. He's a dowser. He's dowsing these lines. So these lines that are basically coming in this grid system that is has originally been planted by other civilization from the Pleiades and beyond Um from I also believe Andromeda plays an important role in those frequencies and on those grid systems. So they are coming back online to literally reconnect us to higher frequencies so we can access again our soul knowledge, we can access again intuition, we can access again the information from source, from the divine. So you have these two different grid lines and then you have a third grid line on our planet which is not organic. <laughs> these two are like Mother Earth, Divine Mother grid line grid lines from uh, other planets, source codes coming in, divine father architecture, these are organic. Then you have um, negative grid lines, these are non-organic, <laughs> these are disturbing our evolution as humans, these are disturbing our health, etc. But they are a leftover of what I call the Orion Wars, of the control system that we have on our planet, and they are diminishing in importance 
they are still running certain programs and belief systems through these quit lines, but um, and people are connecting into that still. And it's really a conscious, it's an evolutionary step to disconnect from this and to really say, no, you know, I now start to believe in my own truth. I'm not just following anyone. I start to connect to my intuition, to the Akashic, you know, to the knowledge of my soul. Um, I can see again the divine. I can see the divine in me. I know I am not a sinner. I am a divine being. I have incredible capabilities within me as a human. I am here with a purpose. I am going to reincarnate. <laughs> so all of this, we are um, through this process of ascending, connecting back to basically the more organic quit lines. But it is, of course, easier for us to do this if we are engaging with these sacred sites and if we are engaging with these quit lines and ley lines in a very mindful way, in a very mindful way. And I also had to learn this the hard way <laughs> in um, Sardinia is that we obviously we go to these ancient sites and we're just rediscovering them and then um, there's some tourists that are more aware of the energies, there's some less. But we were also lying in what they call the giant tombs. Now, I do not recommend to anyone to lie in any kind of tomb. <laughs> this was also hard learning for me because um, there are so strong energies in these structures that you can very easily, well, get very ungrounded. <laughs> Um, have things if you if your soul sort of detaches for a little bit like other entities can attach to you and things like that but it's just um, I think there is a whole process for us as humans to learn to engage again with these sacred sites in a very mindful and respectful way because there's a lot of energies we are engaging there with and these sites were built and were used in a very specific way for very specific ceremonies. And I love, in that sense, really the work of the Akasha because there you can find back that information, right? You can, like I saw, like the ceremonies they did in some of these sites and you can find, yeah, you can rediscover how have they been used? Why have they been built a certain way? And then we can start eventually to engage again more mindful with the sites that we are having on a planet we are also rediscovering a lot of ancient sites in many places that are still undiscovered so that we are not harming a the energies of the site but b also ourselves right it's also because these energies are so strong that we are not harming ourselves and so they had these giant tombs they call it we nowadays call it giant tombs um and there's two things these um structures in front of it you have this circular space that was certainly used again these structures are oriented towards the solstice um, and you have very similar to the temples in Egypt you have I think seven different you have a long hallway but then you have I think seven different small rooms until you come to the holy chamber right the holy divine and the sun and the solstice falls into a small um cut out from a massive rock that is sort of in front of this whole structure and then the sun actually goes until the last room um, which has in at the last the holy room is where we found usually the crossing of the ley lines 
Now in front of it is the circular uh, outside space and that was certainly used for different ceremonies, fertility ceremonies. Now inside these giant tombs you will find an energy that is pretty wild. <laughs> uh, that is a very healing, can be very healing, but also um, is almost like a portal transporting you literally to other places. And you can think about that the priests and priestess might have been buried there because if you, so it is an art in this world to live properly, to really engage properly with your diet and to really hold your vessel because your body, your physical body also is your divine vessel in this life to really um, cleanse this vessel in a way, to really respect this vessel, to hold it like in the highest regard and um, to engage with it in a way that the divine energy can really flow freely through you. So this is an art. But the real art on this planet is dying. And to die in a way that you literally take all your memories with you into the next incarnation and you can decide yourself where you want to incarnate and you're not being pulled back for a karmic incarnation, reincarnation on this planet. And if you want to die in the right way, you are die, you ideally die in a place where the energies are supportive, where they make a sacred geometry, um, yeah, a golden mean ratio formation so that your soul can travel on to wherever you came from or wherever you want to go. And this is pretty much these giant tombs have this kind of capabilities. Um, and you could imagine that the priest and the priestess of that Nurak civilization was, um, might have been, you know, consciously said, okay, if I want to pass on now, it's time I'm going to this place. And then my soul passes on to wherever I want to go. Now, this civilization is very interesting because, um, they, they are not really in like belonging to Sardinia and they also didn't stay there. They lived there for a couple of thousand years. But what I got is that they belonged, I mean, at least their priests and the priestesses belonged to some sort of different race. And I don't know if they were originally, if these are civilizations that survived Atlantis and still had, because even at Atlantis time, you know, this very high developed civilization was living alongside um, human civilizations that are uh, lesser developed. And then this high civilization, uh, when they had, when Atlantis sank and they ventured out to other places, they built these structures to preserve a little bit of um, their knowledge and to preserve a little bit of um, these to protect these quit lines both of them there are a lot of ancient sites also that are making sure these high energetic um, frequencies that are coming in from other solar systems are able to come in at the right time of the evolution of um, our planet and in these places that you obviously also again can engage in, in with stargates, travel somewhere else, engage with civilizations from other planets, 
traveling up and down to other planets, uh, passing on as a soul if you want to pass on, etc. So um, they could be like a civilization that is still the um, ancestors of Atlanteans. They could also though be an entirely different um, civilization that came in from somewhere else, <laughs> from another planet. Um, they were taller. So we're coming back to the giants. So there are all kind of stories on this planet that we had giants, right? And yes, we had giants on this planet. There are giants on this planet and they are different though, different races of giants. So there are these, what I would call earth races of giants that are races that developed here as giants and um, they were I see them like in all kind of different places in the United States but also in uh, other places um, and at some point they sort of went into inner earth because they could not any longer live alongside um, homo sapien but then you also had these races of humanoid, um, what I would call extraterrestrials, that we now consider as gods, that are slightly larger than the Homo sapiens. And uh, slightly larger, I mean two meters. Like with the giants, I'm really talking about the earth giants races. I'm talking about someone like four meters tall. And in Sardinia, they have found, it is so interesting, they have found bones from giants uh, but all of them have disappeared from the museums um, yeah because obviously we know earth's history is not to be <laughs> disclosed um, freely to humanity will be eventually but yeah but so they have found these bones but i'm talking about more the humanoid species that we see or were considered as gods um, they might be slightly just larger than humans. And considering the sophistication of the ancient sites and the knowledge of the Nurag civilization, um, it is not unbelievable to think that their leaders, the priests and priestesses at least came from another planet who then acted as guardians on this planet to preserve the ley lines, to preserve um, the quality of the water, which is so important on our planet, so, so important, um, the sacredness of the water. Yeah, so it's, it's not unthinkable. And also to protect the divine mother frequencies, and um, architecture within at on planet Earth as well, especially during the Orion Wars and where the Dark Mother energy was so much more present and as, as a result of the Dark Mother energy, so much fear of women, um, so much, yeah, fear of women, really fear of women. And yeah, it's... I think it's highly likely that a civilization came in to simply because they are also um, 
they also disappeared sort of um, yeah that is the realization came in to really protect that divine mother architecture here and therefore also um, in the universe overall because this is a this is an aspect of source right this is something so important for us as humans to recognize within us around us to honor it um, that the knowledge has to be preserved in many ways and the sites the ley lines they have to be kept alive for us to even feel connected to the divine mother within especially if we see source so much just as a male figure it is so important to connect back to seeing source as a female figure and even i was imagining the other day source as a female because even i when i just think of source i automatically somehow think of a male energy even though source is oneness um but this is just conditioning we are happy <laughs> experience and it's really helpful to think of source also as a female energy and think about how you can find this female energy back here on this planet and how we can honor it and how we can live it how we can embody it also and that is another thing that right we are in human in between heaven and earth and this word of embodiment it took me such a long time to even I think understand it because you have to live it to really understand it so embodiment actually means that you really feel these concepts of creation of divinity within you and you also feel your emotions because we when we just connect to one side of spirituality um, we can find a lot of explanations of why our life is going this way and that way and then sometimes we push away the emotions because we just connect to the explanations to that very rational side of the father uh, aspect but the mother aspect if you really want to work through your traumas for instance you actually have to go there and feel it you really have to go and feel the depth of the emotion to connect to your traumas and when we connect to the divine mother um, spirit she's allowing us she is so nurturing and she's giving us tools like community dancing together singing together crying together you know she's giving us these tools to really embody our emotions and really feel deeply this aspect of divinity you know connecting to soil connecting to fertility this is something so fertility in so many ways when you are being um when you're conceiving there is a very divine aspect of it especially if it's a if you're yeah want to celebrate a divine conception there's a very divine aspect of it but there's also a very primal aspect of it and a very you know the womb has in itself um, a very mothering primal nature and then throughout the whole pregnancy when you're connecting to that soul um, there is so much 
of um, really this feeling of embodiment of feeling, right? Feeling that soul and uh, providing the space for the soul and providing the space for the soul to grow for this new human being. And um, when we connect back to these rituals, where we are really coming together and also coming together as women as um, in community, as female circles coming together in circles. And I saw this in the ancient sites there. They had like male circles coming together and female circles coming together. And sometimes they were mixed. But they specifically had parts of their sacred temples that are preserved just for women, just for women coming together and then really celebrating this aspect of uh, femininity of the divine mother really engaging with the earth like I saw really the women dancing with their bare feet and um, singing and then also like shouting and crying and um, and celebrating also birth you know together it's uh, yeah it is so powerful it is so so powerful and this is an important aspect of spirituality to come back into the body to come back into the soil into nature into everything that mother earth is providing for us she is anchoring she's anchoring the divine father codes frequencies aspects and then it's like the akasha the akasha is coming down from the universe but then it is also ingrained right it is ingrained in the stones in the crystals in the soil in the water in the um trees it is ingrained there and from there it's coming back to us it's coming back into us and then this is our soul knowledge this is us in between heaven and earth you know all combined within our heart incredible <laughs> absolutely incredible and these sites if you want to experience this feminine aspect I highly highly recommend a place like Sardinia uh, to you it is very different than for instance Egypt Egypt is very scientific um, in a way like the um, I mean these places are if you're called to Egypt definitely go but if you just want to go on a spiritual journey and um, you want to connect to yourself then a place like Sardinia is um, I would recommend much more because a there is less disturbance in the crit lines in Egypt there is a lot of disturbance in the crit lines uh, for the reasons of well damaging these ancient sites but also it's a very it was a very highly developed civilization very scientific while in Sardinia it is coming back it was also very highly developed in terms of spiritual knowledge but coming back also to this very primal aspect and this very soft energy and you can really combine it also with a holiday it's a beautiful island it's amazing food it's Italy right it's the water you can swim there it's you have it all you really have it all you're also taking in the water codes from ancient Atlantis from the crystals um, you are really like in a way birthed there you are being part of this womb energy there it's it's a beautiful highly recommended by me highly recommended <laughs> um, and there's also not so many tourists at because there's 
literally thousands, right? There's thousands of these ancient sites on this island. Um, there's not so many tours. You can always find sites that are empty pretty much and where you can just sit down and engage with the site, really take time to engage with the energy because that is not possible in Egypt. You are not allowed usually. We try to meditate at sites um, and usually you have to prep the guides, but it's it cannot take long. The meditation usually cannot take long. You have to come very early. You have to be the first time. It's difficult. It's not encouraged. So then yeah, that's different. Nobody's minding your business there. So you can really engage with the energies there, really sit at the site, take in the energy, feel the energy, meditate at the site, you know, chant at the sites, do whatever you feel like. Um, and really connect back to this divine feminine aspect and come into this living more out of that flow of life and not just flow of life, but also trust in life, really developing a deep, deep trust because that is what mother nature earth is giving us too and when we look at how she flows right she flows with the cycles of nature with the seasons that's why i'm also bringing out all these courses that connect you to the energy of the seasons and my autumn courses out if you're interested and you want to connect to autumn energy you can get it on my website but it's like because this is important for us. These cycles, these seasons, that part of spirituality is crowning us. It's giving us our roots. It's giving us our home. This is the mother. It's literally that sort of mother energy. And then we can get the downloads from the Akasha, from, you know, whoever in the universe. That's the father energy. But somehow we need that home feeling, that grounding, that earth is providing us and that disease sites can reconnect us to. Before I'm doing a channeling for you from the Divine Mother, there are two more structures and um, two more archaeological types of sites in Sardinia that are really um, special as well. Firstly, they also have a pyramid and actually in the form of a ziggurat, which you can also find in ancient Mesopotamia. So this is like a terrace-like pyramid with an altar, I think, at the top. And um, it's not a surprise <laughs> that they have it. I find it also really interesting, the connection to ancient Mesopotamia, where you had also very highly developed uh, civilizations and buildings um, and sites and um, with the pyramids. Pyramids are really interesting structures um, and I've talked a little bit before about them but I've always seen this beam of light um, like in the Akasha I always see when I see a pyramid I see this beam of light coming from the top going into the universe and I just watched a documentary it's really interesting where they talk about that they can measure that kind of, they had a picture of that beam of light and uh, they can measure that energy and it's, um, they said it was used as a means of communication, which obviously is very likely because these advanced civilizations who are likely to have been um, at least what we now refers to gods, the priests, the priestesses uh, who have been uh, coming from other planets here to help humanity in a ways, uh, in a way to build these structures that 
um, bring down important frequencies from other planets that help with fertilization, that help with um, healing, that allow humanity to access places that are um, where the energy is in such a way that you can uh, easier um, uh, connect to your own, um, to higher frequencies of yourself, where you can easily connect to your own divinity and uh, to states of meditation and healing, etc. So they had obviously also structures where they would communicate to home and would also astrally travel easily to home and pyramids were certainly a structure that would facilitate that besides also being really structures where energy could be um, generated yeah, I think that's the right word the other structure they have in um, Sardinia which was my favorite one, my favorite buildings are called Domus de Llanas these are, they're called fairy houses, but they're really caves. And now the interesting thing with caves is you have all over the world these cave systems and you have tunnel systems as well under the pyramids as well. They have them under Gizeh, they have them under the pyramids of Bosnia. And when you measure the energy in the tunnels, you will find that the energy is of such wavelength that it is incredibly healing for us and in these caves and these caves are also partially connected in Sardinia with each other um, in these caves you literally when you sit there you don't want to get out there like we meditated there we also sang in there and you don't want to leave because the energy is just um it is in a way so healing and it's you really feel embraced you actually feel embraced by the divine mother you feel very calm you very easily connect um, to higher realms um, to um, information from the akasha to um, your own soul you connect to divinity and in many um, advanced civilizations, like when you take, for instance, the Qatars, you had rituals of initiation where you would spend a time in a cave, just being really secluded from the outside world for a time, really also cleansing your physical body by only drinking water. And in that process, you would really be, because the caves are obviously dark, but they're not scary, which is a really interesting thing. It's dark inside, but it's not scary. It really feels very comforting. And the thing is though, obviously, when you sit there in silence for days, you are going to face your own shadows and your own darkness and your own demons and thoughts. But then you will discover that all of these parts within you are just... Um, hurt parts and traumatized parts and by recognizing them and by accepting them there is a healing process happening and you'll find really your own divinity you'll find your own light and through these initiation processes which also in the past happened at certain ages and at these holy sites in Virginia, it was also it's really suggested that they were also used um, even what you call the tombs of giants where there's also a very 
Pouch healing energy, very activating. Though the energy there is very activating, but in the caves and the Domusianas, the energy is in a very much more soothing. Um, but both of them, I believe, very useful initiation processes and for certain time periods in your life, like when you think about going from childhood into adulthood, for instance, or um, when you become. A shaman when you become a healer in those societies when you become a priest um, well a priest you would also be born into certain bloodlines but priests and priestesses um, but um, these structures really facilitate that sort of process that you find the, the that you find the divine within you and you find the divine around and that you find that light and you can really then be that light for other people so you really can um, guide people you can heal people you can connect people to higher realms and because so many of the sites in Sardinia are not really touristy especially if you come outside of the main summer season you can really sit in these uh, Domus Dianas, in these caves, and there's also many of them throughout the island. And some of them, they were used um, to live there. You will you will feel the difference in energy, but really many of them were used really, I think, where people meditated and connected to, um, yeah, their solar regions, or star regions, other solar systems. And you will just have the space there to actually go to these places and to really go through your own process there of um, connecting to yourself and healing so i i loved i really love these sites and these sites are even dating back much older than um, the other nora complexes um, though i really feel that um, the structures overall are older than what um, we believe um, and if you think about that the skeletons of the giants have disappeared once they were being given to officials there um, it's very highly likely that a lot of the knowledge and um, is just slightly distorted about these ancient sites you will find though if you google on youtube you will find the videos of locals that still have bones <laughs> from these uh, giants and you will see the bones and you're like oh yeah <laughs> slightly larger than ours um really interesting really really interesting civilization there that i really believe the civilization isn't quite earthly that's what i got from the akashic records um that they sort of came for a specific function they really uh flourished on the island and then they left again yeah but now let's hear some words from the divine mother okay i'm sana i'm sana i'm sana i would like to open the akashic records of Divine Mother of the Kashik records are now open.
I'm part of the Holy Trinity. I'm part of creation. I'm part of source. I'm an aspect of divinity. For a long time, my expression has not been felt in your part of the solar system. But I am coming back. You will feel me stronger and stronger. I am connecting back with my children. I am connecting back to you. Your planet has always held my frequency. Your planet has always held my abilities of creation. But much harm has been done. But it's time for me to come back. To come back into your lives, into your heart. I speak to you through the water. I speak to you through gestures of compassion and love. Through gestures of warmth, hostility, community, family, You are all one big family on this planet. This concept has long been forgotten by you. You were created equal to each other. Coming from the one soul. Coming from the one source the one heart humanity has split apart each one standing alone each one fighting for itself each one feeling alone Each one scared to share. Each one scared to not have enough. It is time to come back together as one. As one family, as one race, as one guardian of your planet.
It is time to come back to unite, to not fight. You first have to unite within the principles of divinity, the Holy Father and the Holy Mother. They work together in sacred union. They are one indeed. They work together to bring forth the sacred child, the creation, in service of all of humanity. Within you, you have to unite the feminine, feminine and masculine. This is the polarities, the light and the darkness, the shadows and the sun. This is the most important work you can do at this time. To go within and to feel. How do you feel towards the father? How do you feel towards the mother? How can you feel me as a compassionate, a loving mother? How can you feel my divine counterpart, the father? as loving and compassion. You have to become these versions for yourself. You will find plenty of me on this planet around you. There are ways to connect back to me. I come to you when you share without expecting anything back. I come to you when you trust in your heart. I come to you when you stop to enjoy the beauty, to smell the roses. I come to you when you see the love in the eyes of a child. I come to you when you attend to a garden. I come to you when you see the beauty and the things around you. I come to you when you see the beauty in yourself. I come to you when you feel the love for life in your heart. I come to you when you extend your help and your hand to a brother or sister. I come to you when you help without ever expecting anything back. I come to you when you love with passion and joy. I come to you when you lay in bed at night 
and you are scared and I put my arms around you and I hold you. I come to you in moments of despair in moments where you lose hope in moments where you don't know the way you can call upon me you can call upon the Divine Mother to guide you you can call upon the Divine Mother to feel me you can call upon the Divine Mother to feel the love and compassion you might never had. I come to you when you feel home on this planet, this earth. When you treat it as your home, When you create a beautiful space where people can relax, where people feel welcome. Where people meet each other. Where people celebrate life. It is time for you, humanity, to come together as I come back together with the Divine Father in union and oneness. See the aspects of me and everyone around you. See the aspects of the Divine Father and everybody around you. You are a mere reflection of us. You hold the keys to this universe. You hold the keys to oneness and divine love. So it is. I'm Sana, I'm Sana, I'm Sana. The Akashic Records are now closed. <sighs> and so it is. <laughs> now. Thanks so much for listening to this long podcast. I hope you enjoyed discovering with me all the aspects of the Divine Mother that can be found back in the sacred sites of Sardinia. Um, I hope uh, it made you excited to might go to Sardinia to yourself to discover those ancient sites, to um, engage with them, um, to honor them. <laughs> to bring them back to life really so <laughs> yeah thanks so much for joining and hopefully feel your back next time bye bye do you also want to get guidance from your soul on love happiness health and career and make decisions based on trust and intuition join our akashic record masterclass starting october 18 we have put together beautiful tools for you including reiki healing sound baths meditations to open yourself up to your higher self your intuition and guidance to step into a life of magic now you can check out the class on my website taoism.net we hope to see you there
If you want to know more about Soul Grove, healing or East Asian medicine, check out my social media channels and my services on TaoWisdom.net.